longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The world is but a canvas to our imagination, as said by Henry David Thoreau. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, for a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and the theme for our show today is the gift of art. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and, and great nonprofits. Please visit bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive media, uh, message media. It's always the season for giving, so give big. And today, since we're talking about art, and that's our entire segment, uh, our entire theme for the show, I'll be back with some Art Attack, which is my segment, and here we go. Yeah, (laughs) exciting. And so I thought I'd just start with the question, like, what is art? And personally, I think art is really anything that helps you express a message that you want to express. And, you know, you can convey literally anything you're feeling with art. Like, art is so, so fluid, and you can use it to convey anything you really want to and there's all these different types of mediums that you can also use to express yourself a certain way like I feel like for me personally I see acrylics as kind of like a fast-paced thing you know because they they dry so fast and then you can like layer over them so you can like start anew if you don't like your idea or what your or your um, piece doesn't convey what you want it to convey and then for oils they're more long-lasting you know they they can go on forever and they don't dry for like you know, a month or something, and so that's kind of something that you can always make changes to, you can change your ideas. And so, art can not only convey literally anything you're feeling through, you know, just by way of making art, you can also use different mediums to really express yourself. And I feel like for art, there's endless interpretations of a piece by an artist that other people can take by looking at your work as well. And so, by looking at art, you can't it's, it's not as much expressing yourself, but you can kind of feel what the artist is expressing and um, kind of create your own interpretation of that and apply it to your own life. And so let's move on. Like there, there's always this question asked, like, why do we utilize art to express yourself ourselves? There's like so many other ways. And those ways are great, too. I love music and I love writing. But art, you know, has been around since the start of like rudimentary language. It's been there for so long with us, our ancestors, with like... Um, prehistoric humans <laughs> and you know it's it's a method of a very a very kind of primal communication where you know we see things like that's first and foremost what we do right you open your eyes as a baby and you're seeing things you don't learn to talk till you're maybe like 
I don't know, five months, six months, uh, going along into the first year, you don't learn to talk. And so we see that vision is our primary communicator um, and kind of like our primary way of taking things in when we're babies, when we're young. And it's kind of natural that we would just communicate through sight and showing other people things through images. So art is really kind of a natural thing. It comes with being human, I feel like, personally. Because, you know, it's just... going off of that, uh, in the daycare that I work in, we have these preschoolers who are just about to go to kindergarten. They're about a year away from attending Mm -hmm. their kindergarten class. What you just said, you know, as we're babies and we're growing and we're toddlers, we see things and we kind of try and interpret it. You see these kids all the time at daycare drawing pictures of uh, themselves with mommy and daddy in front of their house or in front of somewhere that they've been or, you know, kind of interpreting what the sky looks like to them or what certain animals look like. And I think that was really cool how you brought that up because you see that in kids all the time when they're just drawing. And it may look like just little scribbles to you, but, you know, to them it looks like an actual piece of art. It's what they see through their eyes. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. And it's just like art is so primal and so part of us that it's just kind of it's a natural thing you know every little kid you see them all drawing and it's it's how they express themselves and that's what's really nice about art is that you can you can do it at any age you know you start yeah. young you start with art and it keeps going with you and you learn to appreciate other people's art as well and i feel like um visual representation inspires emotions within us that really can't be conveyed through words and it's uh i read in my English honors class, actually, a while back, about uh, Frederick Nietzsche, a philosopher and everything, but um, he stated that, you know, language is less of a truth than, like, images, because language is kind of a man-made communicative method where, like, you have a lot of different meanings for one word. You can say, this stone is gray, but my version of gray might be different from your version of gray. And if I, if I tell someone, like, I'm thinking of a stone, I might picture a different kind of stone than the other person does. And so we see that language is like really subjective and you're using language kind of in comparison. You know, you compare things when you try to communicate a vision or like a feeling through language. When you say, I'm in love, it's like, I I feel love like like flowers, like birds, but you have to compare it. You can't really show it more, you know, and then if you're if you're comparing colors, you still have to use words, you know, use different comparative methods. And while that's all good, you know, like I love similes and metaphors and they make language come alive, it's also more difficult to really send a message through language just because language is man-made and all of us as individuals have different interpretations of language. And so sight is less like super interpretive because it gives you kind of a more direct visual of something maybe like a desk if i paint a desk then you can see the exact desk that i'm painting that i'm visualizing in my mind like you can see the color i don't have to tell you that it's as black as midnight or as brown as a certain type of tree you know you can see it you can see the exact shade that I'm trying to send to you. And so it's just a more direct way of communicating, I feel like, that really sends across emotions, especially, and really shows you a subject. And so I think definitely images also do have different interpretations. And, you know, if you see the same, like, black desk, the black desk that I see, you might, I don't know, your, your 
father might have hated desks, so now you don't like desks, and you have a different <laughs> interpretation of the desk yeah. than I do, you know. But it is definitely, like, very, very direct when you have an image in front of you. And I think that's what's really special about art, and I'm just, like, very happy that we're using words to describe <laughs> We, that is kind of ironic, right? We're using words to describe art. And I'm definitely not saying that language is, like, horrible. It's it's really awesome, and language yeah. can, you know, describe an image as well and make it seem more fluid and, you know, make it come alive. But images are very, very direct, and that's what I really like about art. And so... Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and go what ahead. you yes. were saying with, with words, how we kind of describe something when we compare it to an image... Because we're using words to compare something to an image, whereas, you know how you said earlier, it's just much simpler when you use an image because somebody can just see it directly. It's like right there in front of them and, it, and they can grasp that concept instead of using words and trying to understand and like, okay, so I meant this and this is like this. And makes them process it more. But whereas when you put that image in front of them, like painting, drawing, uh, or music, you know, you you make them feel that sound instead of listening to words when somebody is talking. Um, not saying that it's, it's any less important, but it's just so much more effective and so much more like in your face and, and you can grasp it and it's more attainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, definitely exactly my point. And yeah. like, you really just get that bam right there, yeah. like that image and it's in your head and you can really like take it and run away with it. And, you know, uh, that kind of brings me to you know, my own experience with art and art making. Just talk a little bit about myself real quick. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I personally, I'm definitely not like a professional artist and like uh, I'm, I might, you know, pursue it in the future, but right now I'm still a high schooler and I definitely do just love to dabble in art. You know, it's relaxing to kind of go, go over, you know, and find a sketchbook and cool yourself down with some sketching or like, I feel like especially art just makes yourself, it makes you kind of think about what you're doing in life and like <laughs> a lot of the other aspects. And I, I took this art course over the summer. Um, I, I took it at, you know, one of the California universities and it was really nice. But they had us do this outdoor thing where we were seated outdoors and <laughs> we... Um, we, we just sketched, like, the landscape and, like, the buildings around. And it really kind of just has you calm down. I don't know, it calms you down, really. And then allows you to figure out things, you know, the problems that are going on in your life. You can just kind of vent them all out onto the paper and really sketch it out. And it just calms me down personally and I feel like it is like a therapeutic thing for other people and you do have things like art therapy as well where it's proven that art really does calm you down because it's so visual and it's you can create an image under your own hands with your own fingers you know and so I feel like it's something that you can really connect to that's something really tangible as well which is really nice and I also I also love going to art stores just because like you can immerse yourself in you know the potential yeah it's just it's just a good feeling to like okay. pick out a new sketchbook you know and you're just like whoa there's so much yeah. paper that I can I just I don't know what it is but freshly sharpened pencils it's oh. just <laughs> amazing it's just so yes. amazing. but it's the best there's just so much you could do with it and it's just yeah. like wow look at this and it's it's really exciting 
And again, yeah, definitely like the creative process of art, especially is really calming. And it also puts you in connection with other people, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, I love taking classes with other people. You get to look at the talent around you as well and look at what all these other people are conveying through their art. And I feel like figure sketching especially is really fun because each person is placed around like a model at a different angle. And then each person has their own style as well. So you have the model come in, stand in the middle, and then you'll see the different, um, each person having their own different styles of the model. So you'll see all these different portraits of the model and it's just like completely different styles all around the circle. And um, in one of my classes, we would go around after we finished drawing and just look at everybody's and just like see the different styles, see how everybody expressed themselves. And I think, I think that's what art is really just about. It's about expressing yourself. And um, recently I went to a gallery or I went to the De Young in San Francisco, De Young uh, Art Museum, brilliant. And they had a Frank Stella exhibit, which was really amazing. And uh, I think we're running a little bit short on time, but basically Frank Stella is this really amazing, like modern, he takes abstract to a different level. And he's doing all this kind of stuff with 3D and like different, just expressive paintings that don't look expressive, um, where you'll just have a canvas with like lines across it. But there'll be like, you know, lines painted in deep moody reds and like black everywhere. Or he'll have a phase where he'll just, you know, put in metallics. And it's just yeah. so expressive and so simple. And I think, you know, that's the beauty of art. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Well, anybody who's in San Francisco and you're listening to the show right now, check out Frank Stella and see if you can get to that art art museum. Yeah. That sounds pretty fun. Well, thank you so much, Brigitte. It was awesome to hear your insight. It's always great to have an installment of Art Attack. It's probably my favorite part of the show. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was Great to be on. Um, well, anyway, guys, uh, support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestaryouare.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestaryouare.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our talk on the gift of art. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Today we are discussing the gift of art. What does this theme bring to mind, Hannah? Well, hi, Brigitte. Hi, Asia. Thank you for having me on today. What a great theme, and I'm excited to share my take. So to your question, Brigitte, when I think of art, my mind sort of bursts in about 30 directions because while drawing and painting are perhaps the most defining or emblematic pursuits of those whom we consider artists, they hardly suffice to capture the full breadth of art. Photography, sculpting, dance, stained glass, sidewalk chalk, poetry, animation, architecture, video production, makeup, music, theatrical performances, nail painting even. These are all forms of art. In fact, Merriam-Webster defines art as, quote, something that is created with imagination and skill and that is beautiful or that expresses important ideas or feelings. In that respect, even your carefree doodles that you might make in your notebook when you should be paying attention in class qualify as artsy diversion. Art is, at its core essence, fueled by our creative intellectual juices. And this has got me thinking. What is it about art that has made it fundamental to the human experience for so many centuries? Any regular listeners of the program might know that I'm kind of a science buff, so of course I wanted to deconstruct a topic like art from a scientific perspective. (laughs) I really do wonder, you know, how has art proven, or first of all, has it proven evolutionarily favorable for us? And if so, how? So to jumpstart my thinking, I was recently reading an article by Jillian Morris Kay, I want to credit the author, and that was published in the Journal of Anatomy. Now the article is called The Evolution of Human Artistic Creativity. And I want to read you all a short passage from the abstract of the piece, because I think it summarizes some really interesting points. So it said, quote, 3D art might have begun with human likeness recognition in natural objects, which were modified to enhance that likeness. Some 2D art has also clearly been influenced by suggestive features of an uneven surface. The creation of images from the imagination or the mind's eye required a seminal evolutionary change in the neural structures underpinning perception. This change would have had a survival advantage in both toolmaking and hunting. Analysis of early toolmaking techniques suggests that creating 3D objects, sculptures and reliefs, involves their cognitive deconstruction into a series of surfaces, a principle that could have been applied to early sculpture, end quote. So in lay terms, there's really evidence for practical benefits of creative, imaginative, artistic thinking that may have, evolutionarily speaking, ordered the continuity of such mental abilities in ensuing generations. So what about today? How does creativity help us in our daily lives in the current world we live in? Well, it's no surprise that the times are stress-inducing, and not only are many people, and increasingly younger ones, dealing with their own personal array of stresses brought about by the changing economy, social media, societal expectations, and so forth, But technological advancement in the form of easier access to news actually enables us to instantly know of devastation happening 
miles upon miles away. And sometimes we might actually localize this pain on ourselves as well. Suffice it to say, it's a lot to handle psychologically. So what's one proven way to manage all that stress and pain? Well, art. A 2010 article in the American Journal of Public Health called The Connection Between Art, Healing, and Public Health found that ill patients who engaged in visual arts had, quote, improved well-being by decreasing negative emotions and increasing positive ones, reductions in stress and anxiety, increases in positive emotions, and improvements in flow and spontaneity, expression of grief, positive identity, and social networks, end quote, among other benefits. Clearly, art is a powerful outlet to release anxiety and promote relaxation that can have untold health benefits. Moreover, art is a potent tool for finding, shaping, and sharing an identity, which can be really powerful in and of itself. Wow, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. This is really, this is definitely like very, very sciencey. We were, we were talking earlier about like the abstract, like ways to, whoa, like art is connected to this and this, but this is really like backing <laughs> up. And I feel like we've got, um, I mentioned this earlier, I didn't really uh, expand on it, but it looks like you've given like a scientific back, backing to it. There's that, there's that whole trend of like mm-hmm. art therapy that's going on nowadays. And so mm-hmm. there's, yeah, damn, there's really like a, dang, sorry, there's a, there's a, huge like scientific backing to all of this I didn't, yeah, I didn't know is. that I thought it was just like the natural oh you know like it's shown to be useful and you it's shown that art like helps you know relieve you of PTSD or relieve memories relieve your stress but I didn't know there was such a like huge like backing yeah you <laughs> that's know, so cool yeah you know and even kind of stepping away from that scientific justification just from my own observations it's always fascinated me to see how art seems to have persisted over centuries upon centuries I mean you know there I I remember reading um some really kid actually discovered this cave in Europe and there were all these beautiful murals on the walls that fascinated scientists in that region for decades and you know you think about the ancient Greeks and their official Uh, affinity for drama Mm -hmm. and all these different manifestations of art that there must be something in that art that sustains us so deeply and that's why for centuries upon centuries we have as humans have turned to it whether it be as a form of expression of, of finding an identity you know I think a lot of people use just even doodling and an animation or poetry to, to find themselves in those words, in those drawings, um, in those sketches. It's really powerful. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we kind of have and a... Using uh, those doodles, uh, Brigitte actually mentioned in the last thing that we were talking about how we <laughs> use uh, art as a way to calm ourselves and to kind of get in a relaxed mode and kind of a nice zen uh, mode. But uh, I was thinking that you were talking about doodles and doodling in class, which kind of made me laugh because I did it all the time. <laughs> but, uh, but it's actually a way to like relieve stress because if you're in class and you're focusing and, and you just feel so overwhelmed, you can kind of find yourself just picking up your pencil and just doodling in your notebook anywhere. And I could actually hand you one of my notebooks and you can see on every page, no matter what corner of that page, there will be something doodled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Like I, when I look back in my old notebooks, trying to find old notes, I, I see something that I drew. That I drew, I was like, "What the heck is that?" <laughs> but <laughs> oh, but yeah. it's just like these random doodles that I use to mm-hmm. really calm myself. And you were talking about how there is art therapy. There's actually an American Art Therapy Association out there. Wow. Yeah, they actually have something like that. And they do uh, art therapy to really foster self-awareness, to manage behavior and addictions, to develop social skills, uh, reduce anxiety and increase self-esteem. And it's really to uh, really improve the functioning of a person's well-being. Mm -hmm. Wow. interesting, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what's really interesting? I think, so first of all, a couple of things come to mind. My honors English teacher, my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. he actually would give about one point of extra credit on assignments if you noticed that you had doodled in the margins. Yeah. So I thought <laughs> that so was cool. really cool. And I, I think him. some educators might, might see that as a sign of disengagement from the classroom. Yeah. But he actually saw that as engagement, that you're, you're so yeah. focused, you kind of need a different outlet to let those juices flow. So I'll never forget that. And I also think it would be unfair to characterize doodling as a mindless activity or activity lacking concentration. It actually harnesses yeah, your not. brain in a whole different way. And it's important to kind of exercise that musculature as well. You know, it's um, definitely, and I feel like, I feel like humans, we we kind of have an appreciation for aesthetic. And so I have, I have a lot of friends who, you know, they're not, they're not too interested in art. They're not going to go into it as a major and they don't take any art classes. But yeah, you see like doodles and then you see, uh, or I see technically a lot of my friends keeping like bullet Mm -hmm. journals where Mm. it's it's artistic in a different way. Yeah. Where they've got like these beautifully like drawn arrows and boxes and just like these words calligraphy that's incredible and there's so much time and focus put into it and it's it's I think for people who aren't going to go into like art say as a major or you know as a career it's it's kind of still developing your artistic side you know I feel like most humans if not all do still need that that little that outlet that like visionary what is a visual outlet there we go Mm -hmm. that really comes through in like this huge new thriving bullet journal thing and then um you've definitely got doodles like uh, what I'll do is I'll I'll draw little tornadoes on my papers when I'm stressed (laughs) gotta get that stress out and yeah I definitely agree that it's just it's such a good outlet I love art it's just yeah awesome (laughs) And, and you know direct and indirect forms of participation whether you're the one acting in in a theatrical production or whether you're the one watching it it's all a part of this appreciation of something that is art and that's beneficial to humans in so many ways and you know I think even activities like nail painting you know I was looking on Instagram the other day there's so many accounts now that have just taken this act of nail painting to an art form they've transcended it to to something that's almost unrecognizable I mean I saw an image of people painting Mm -hmm. cities and like famous paintings on their nails and it's remarkable It's I've insane, seen uh, yeah. Starry Night on somebody's nails. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there we go, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. insane. So it, like, it begs the question, how can we kind of foster this creativity in our youth? And, you know, I think even just giving your child some sidewalk chalk 
and letting them go crazy. I mean, that's perfectly <laughs> harmless, washes away with the rain or, or over time. And um, allowing your child to, to doodle and, and to have space to be creative and dedicating that time to that pursuit, I think is really valuable. I think that's actually a perfect idea because kids do need that expression of art and kind of that self-release. You know, and their lives may not be that stressful, but they always have their mind flowing with ideas. They're always going to want to express themselves in some way. So I think it's really great if you allow your kid to do that. And just finding a way for yourself to create some art, even if you may not be that artistic, uh, it's definitely always really good to find some way to express yourself in any shape or form. But this was such a good discussion. I love talking about this kind of stuff. And we love having you on this show, Hannah. So hopefully we can have you on again <laughs> soon. Uh, but during the break, please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Also, please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. Stay right here as we continue our amazing discussion on the gift of art. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today on Express Yourself, we are discussing the gift of art. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Today we have been enjoying a little conversation on art, which is something we are both obsessed with. Let's see what you got, Asia. All right. Well, I would definitely agree that I am obsessed with art. I will... Uh, admit that I have a piece of paper in front of me and I was doodling a sun and some stars so I guess that kind of fits with (laughs) what we're talking about right now but uh, really what I wanted to talk about just some things that have really been involved with my life considering art I remember as a child that I wasn't uh, even now I'm not really that sporty I'm not the most (laughs) athletic person out there I wish I was but I'm not Uh, And instead, I found an outlet through art. I would paint, I would draw, I decided when I was little, I would start designing clothes. 
And now I love drawing cars. It's just something that really calms me and I can find an image. You can give me an image and I will start drawing it. And it's just a way to just relax and put my mind at ease and really express myself too and, and get that flow through my fingers out onto paper and just allow people to kind of enjoy that too. And I do like to use my Instagram to kind of capture the art that I've created and it's kind of a way to really allow it to go out into the world and let other people see it because I think you know you could create art for yourself and keep it in a little sketchbook but the best thing to do is allow people to see what you've created and and see what you've expressed and and allow them to really enjoy that as well and I think art really means to me something that really shows who I am as a person because we all know those people who are ridiculously good at sports you know I'm jealous of all of you guys who can just play all these sports and not give a care in the world <laughs> and you're like the number one player on the team thoroughly jealous of you guys but uh, it's a way for me to really express who I am kind of get my talent out there and really utilize that in any way shape or form I actually use that to start my own company I had a doodle and I had a drawing that I had and I thought you know what I'm I'm gonna use this to really start a company and, and see where that goes and it was actually pretty successful a lot more successful than I thought it was going to be and it was kind of just an on the whim kind of thing I wanted to be able to express who I was what my personality is to the world and be able to do something with it and I thought you know what a great way to get my foot in the door to become a fashion designer because that's what I want you know most of all is to be a fashion designer and utilize my art to create beautiful clothing so people can wear that and enjoy it and one thing that really inspired that was my dad's mom my grandma she is no longer with us but she was really artistic herself she would create these beautiful paintings and these beautiful drawings and whenever we went to one of my aunt's offices she always had them hanging up on her wall and I would always look at them and be like wow she was so good at art and it really drove me to be better at art. And one thing that I always remember looking at at her paintings, I was like, wow, she really knows how to draw hands. And she really knows how to paint hands. And I was like, man, I am so horrible at that. I should probably practice more. But uh, it's so funny because if you think mm -hmm. about it, you know, hands are so freaking hard to draw. And that's like one of the things about art that I always criticize myself for was drawing hands and I could never get it down I don't know about you but that's like oh dude is yeah you know or like just a certain body part I'm just like how in the heck do you do this it's so hard and yeah I used to I used to do just like a bunch of schoogles and I was like all right I'm done and then I, I had this period personally where I like really tried to get into hands so I've got like yeah. sketchbooks just filled with like me trying to draw hands and I actually like after like six months or so it, it was a while but um Practice i got it down yeah yeah and it's just like whoa you can you can improve so much by just like mm -hmm. sitting down doing it it's really relaxing as you said as well <laughs> yeah it is and actually now that i'm thinking about it when i when i would draw my fashion figures i was like you know what i'm not even gonna draw a hand so i'll just put the arm nope. behind the back so I yeah know. yeah there we go <laughs> i, I kind of hid the hands i was like their hands are there trust me like you just can't see them <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's one trick. And one thing that I learned to do to help me draw better if I was creating like an actual image, such as cars, when I take an image from somebody who snapped a photograph and, and sent it to me, I will create a grid. If you guys are really learning how to draw, 
it, you can create your grid. It could be a one inch by one inch square. You can make it however big or small you want. It really allows you to look at the dimension of what you're drawing and kind of implement that to make it more up to scale the way you want it to be. I mean, unless you're going for an impressionist uh, <laughs> outlet, you know, you want it to just be this random thing that you that you see. If you want it to be super realistic and exactly the way you want it to be drawn, you could use a grid. And that's like the most useful trick I have ever seen ever because it's so easy to really draw what you see exactly how you see it. So it's great. And after getting into art for a while, I was like, wow, you know, I could, I could really see myself trying to create... Um, like professional paintings, I was trying to think, you know, how can I use this as some sort of profit, and how am I going to use that profit for uh, some some way to give back to the community? And that's where my company came in hand, as I was explaining earlier, is using that company and using it as a way to express who I was with making the clothing and kind of giving the clothing and its own character as a personality. And in my company, each doodle, each girl had their own personality, who they were, and it really gave a sense of like connection between the company and the customers. And through there, uh, through that, I thought, you know, if we're going to have a company and if it's going to have profit, we should find some way to really give back to the people who are supporting me and, and the society and community that's been helping me get out there because without people really looking at my company and seeing who I am, there's no way I could have been successful without all these people supporting me. So I thought, you know, let's use this way, let's use this outlet of art to help support a, a cause that I really believe and support in. And I thought, you know, let's use that to create She Is Worth It. And it's a way of people viewing uh, child sex trafficking as something that's not small. It's very huge. It's something that's super important that everybody needs to know about. And it's really a way of getting people to realize their own worth. You know, it's not just these these victims that we're focusing on. It's, it's yourself as well. And we're really implementing the belief that, you know, someone may say something about you, but if it's some, unless it's something positive, you know, it's not true. If somebody were to say something negative about you, and another person would come up to you and say something positive to you, which one would you believe? You know, which side would you take and which one would you really listen to? And that's one other thing that I like about um, this company and this this charity. Mm -hmm. It allows you to really think of who you are and what you can do as a person and how you can help people, which is what I love about art, that you can use art to really express who you are and kind of find yourself as well. Yeah. With... Uh, with yeah, you can create art yourself. You can look at somebody else's art and really look at that and and see what you interpret and kind of get that perception out uh, and create that perception of what do I see and how do how am I understanding this? And that's what I love about art is that you know there's yeah. no one source of creativity. There's no one uh, really definition of creativity. And that's where a lot of people get confused. You know, they're saying, oh, I'm not really that artistic. I don't know if I can draw or not. I don't know if I can really make music. I have a brother. He is so great at making music. Like, he shows me the songs and samples that he's made. And in my head, I'm like, how the heck do you do that, dude? And it's just so, it's so cool to see what we as human beings can create. And it, a lot of people are thinking, you know, well, where does creativity come from? How do you get your creativity 
how long did you practice before you got good? Could you teach me? Or, you know, how am I supposed to learn how to draw? And I really don't think there's one source of creativity. You know, most people have their own way of expressing it and creating it, which is why art is so diverse and, uh, and there's so much variety is that there's so many people creating what they see and what they feel that it's all just so different, which makes it so cool. And that's what I love about the high school that I used to go to. I graduated from. They had this uh, this event called Art Attack. <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it was this huge art show that anybody who was in uh, an art class could submit a piece of work that they created or something that they created out of class. And you submit it, and it could be uh, up to at least six pieces, I think. And oh, wow. you could submit all of this stuff, and it would be showcased all over school, and people could just look at what you created. And it was so awesome to see my brother submit something. He created a graphic art piece, and it, it won oh, first place. I was oh, like, amazing. Oh, my gosh, yes. It was, it's just so cool to be able to see how everyone creates something because everyone has creativity, and it's just a way of finding your own way to express it. And yeah. it's, it's just how you feel you are creative. Everybody is creative yeah. in their own way. Everybody can create whatever they want to. And that's what yeah. I love. You know, I love seeing what other people have made and how their mind works. It's just so awesome. You know, I, I really like how you talked about, like, your business and giving back to the community. Because I feel like for art, you know, we, we think about creating, like, stuff and when, then we think about, like, expressing ourselves and bringing mm-hmm. ourselves out to the community. We never really think about how our art might help the community or affect the community in any way. And so I think it's really awesome that you were able to bring in your own way of expressing yourself and then, like, make it so that it would help out, you know, give back to your community, give back to really, like, I don't know, like, the nation. <laughs> you know, you're helping you're helping these, you know, these kids not be in this sex trafficking ring anymore and with your business and with your art skills, essentially. And so I think that's what's really great about, you know, your entire, your business and how you've been able to incorporate art into doing that and I think that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's super fun. I, I love, you know, there are successes and failures in art. There's a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> as you explained earlier about drawing hands. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, it's all about, you know, the learning process and, and see what you can do and what you can't do. And it's, it, practice makes perfect, you know, like we said yeah. earlier, it just, it takes practice and seeing what you can and and even if you can't create something, that's perfectly okay. You know, you don't have to be creative in every aspect. But, you know, find something that you know how to do and you enjoy. And run with it. You'll have fun. Yeah. <laughs> My dad used to used to tell me a story about um, Leonardo da Vinci, like, practicing over and over again to draw yes. the perfect egg to be able to get that egg shape right. And, you know, it's just like practice makes perfect and you hear it all the time and I feel like in art it really is true like you practice expressing yourself and it's often not perfect and then you hit upon a certain method like a certain way of expressing yourself whether it be music or drawing painting sculpting all of those and I think that's the great thing about yeah just art and putting yourself out there well thank you everyone for listening and this was a great segment it was awesome talking about your business and everything you've done Asia (laughs) for the community and um be sure to stay tuned everybody for our next segment and during the break be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org which stands for be the star you are 501c3 literacy and positive media charity 
There's more information under events at our website at www.btsya.org. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Visit ExpressYourselfTuneRadio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we'll continue our inspiring conversation on art. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about art. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigidia. In this segment, we've got our very own Katie Chu with her segment, Aim to Shoot. Hey, Katie. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie, the reporter for Aim to Shoot, which is all about careers. And today I'm going to be talking about art careers. So in every school or community or town, there are at least a few people who are considering art an art career as their professional life in the future. Around me, I know at least 10 people or probably even more. And I know at least 20 who just draw or paint or um, just make digital um, images for fun as a hobby. And often the reason that these people who love art in any of its forms don't pursue art careers professionally is due to fear of unemployment or failure. Now it's a fact that compared to more recently developed fields or technology-related careers or such that art majors or liberal art majors may not have as many job opportunities or simple career paths. But this by no means suggests that you shouldn't pursue such careers. Art The arts and liberal arts are still extremely vital to society today. And if you plan your future carefully and really look diligently for a way to showcase your talents or find a way to incorporate your skills into the fast-paced business world of today, you can easily become successful while still being able to do what you love to do and still being able to do art. So when I was younger, like many other kids, I took art classes. Not for several years, but just for a brief time. And I took lessons from a friend's mother at first, and then a friend's sister. And that friend's sister really loved art, and I could definitely tell because she was constantly drawing or painting. And when I first met her, her her works were sort of scenes of daily life or of the sea or sun. They were still beautiful, not quite original, but still great to look at. 
But over time, I started to notice that her works became more abstract and more original. And every time I would visit their house, there would be new creative works leaned against the walls. And on each of them, there would be some kind of abstract art or painting that I'd never seen anywhere else. And these paintings would be deep, they'd be expressive, filled with creativity and originality, enough that I would have to think for a moment to see what it's about and try to really put my mind to it. And I was just absolutely amazed by her ability to create such works in a way that I wouldn't be able to do ever. (laughs) So obviously it was clear that she constantly worked hard. And at the time I wondered what she did with these works because they never seemed to really go anywhere but stay in the house. But within a few years, it became apparent that they did. Preparing to major in art, she was accepted into UCLA and soon she began creating designs for a smaller company, eventually finding her way into an animation and design artist position with Disney, which is amazing. Now, of course, I'm not suggesting that every devoted artist will be able to be successful in this manner and it's not as if there's many Disney's out there and many jobs like this but there are still several jobs related to art that are unlikely to disappear anytime soon. As for every career it's best to, for one to start preparing early on maybe in high school. Of course this doesn't mean that you have to you don't that if you don't participate in art competitions during high school or you don't major in art in college you can't pursue an art career. You still can. In fact, surprisingly, there's a large percent of non-art majors that become working artists. 9.3% of working artists actually have communications degrees, while another 9.3% have social sciences degrees and 7.9% have liberal arts degrees. So you don't have to start as an artist to become an artist. And as I mentioned before, there are many people who love art but don't immediately decide to pursue it professionally. And that's one of the reasons why non-art majors sometimes become artists. And art careers are also most common in terms of integrated art, which is another reason why you don't have to necessarily major in art. So, And these forms of integrated art can be related to design or business rather than quite just pure art for the purpose of exhibitions. But of course, just as there are authors, there are independent creative artists who do do um, to exhibit their work. Now, going back to the topic of preparations, if you really do enjoy art right now and are determined to follow a professional art career, then yeah, it's best to begin early. In terms of preparing for an art career, it's vital that you create an elaborate and impressive portfolio, something that people can remember you by. And this portfolio portfolio can help you get into great colleges and later job positions. It's also important that you find ways to showcase your works. I I know several people who have entered their works into art competitions. And when I mention art competition, people might think of the local fair art show, or which is definitely one way to exhibit your work, or simple art shows that require you to actually go up on stage and show your art and talk about it. But these aren't the only types of art shows that are available today. I know many people who have um, exhibited their art in different ways. For example, I have a friend who began working on digital art after receiving a dry tablet for her birthday one year. And after improving her skills, I noticed that she began entering several online competitions with occasional success. So just as science fair awards or science competition awards might help someone hoping to go into a scientific field in the future. Any kind of award from an art fair or competition might help you. And it makes quite the difference sometimes because it shows that you're willing to 
exhibit your work and that you're dedicated. So if you're sure you want to become some sort of professional artist, or maybe even if you just enjoy art as an extracurricular or hobby, you should definitely consider entering competition because it really can't hurt you. Now, as art is a broad theme that is by no means new, many colleges do offer art degrees. Some of the best art-specific colleges are California College of the Arts, Maryland Institute College of Art, and Pratt Institute. Of course, there are many non-art-specific colleges known for their fine art programs, including Yale, Los Angeles University of California, also known as UCLA, Columbia, Cornell. There are lots of colleges out there with great programs that you can apply to. But the most important thing, as I always say, is that you know which is best for you. As far as art programs go, though they are all art-oriented, they're all still different in every university. At UCLA, students are encouraged to explore different mediums to discover the best way to express themselves, making the program pretty flexible. While the California College of the Arts offers 21 undergraduate programs in fine arts, including an individualized major option for students who have extremely um, specific interests. So the California College of the Arts offer much more specific programs, which might be another option. While Cornell offers a BFA program that emphasizes artistic training, contextual preparedness, and more toward the liberal arts um, ideas. So while different colleges offer various and specific degrees, the two main ones are a Bachelor in Fine Arts and a Bachelor of Art. If you get a Bachelor of Fine Arts, the majority of your education will consist of practical studio work instead of more traditional lecture or discussion classes, and a Bachelor of Art includes more general education courses. Now, you want to choose one that more suits you as a person than what you want to pursue in the future. And with, with, these, um, with these degrees, there are actually many possibilities that you can pursue. And one is a graphic designer. So graphic designers convey inspiring and informative ideas through visuals and advertisements, brochures, and other marketing communications materials. So the advertisements and all the images we see on a daily basis, wherever we go, people need to make those. And those really do need to have some kind of message convey some message and have a way of really attracting our attention. And that's what graphic designers are responsible for. They have to get across a very specific message and call to action or emotion based on their client's objectives. For example, a graphic designer might create a brand or logo that makes a lasting impression on consumers using unique shapes or color schemes. Now, print and digital designers would use complex graphic tools, graphics tools to manipulate text, images, animations, and colors, while more um, hands-on graphic designers may create the actual, an actual logo or word logo and such. Now, additional skills needed to become a graphic designer do include learning how to bid on contracts, market services, and develop an ongoing client base because you're, you are um, working for a client to create some kind of image based on their, um, their requirements. Now, salaries for graphic designers vary between about 45000 to 77000 and the job outlook is about 7% from um, 2012 to 2022. But the um, jobs for graphics graphics professionals and computer science system 
computer systems design and related services are expected to increase by an impressive 35% in job openings, especially in fields of web-based graphics production, which isn't necessarily surprising because today's um, technology and online advertisements and images are really common and something that everyone sees on a daily basis. So another option, if you decide not to become a graphic designer, would be visual effects animation. So you've probably heard of this phrase, visual effects animation, and it's basically what you might think it is. Being responsible for inserting special effects into films or movies or such. These professionals often work with green screens or may even create entire characters through computer software programs and integrate them into the film. They work to create the realism and excitement of television shows, films, commercials, and other projects. A strong background in multimedia art and animation is required for this career, and many individuals work as animators or other artists before specializing in visual effects. So just like I talked about with graphic graphic designer professionals, this job may also require additional education or additional practice before um, pursuing it. Since several industries employ this, these animators, including the motion picture and film industry, the job outlook is actually pretty, is still positive for this job and expected to grow in the future. And the demand for those working in the motion picture and film industry is going to be higher than the average. And finally, a third option that I'm going to be talking about is industrial design. So industrial design isn't directly connected to art in the way that in freelance art or painting, but it does still involve education in art and is the type of incorporated art and integrated um, fine arts that I mentioned before. And industrial designers work to improve the function, value, and aesthetics of products like iPods, cars, guitars, and even cell phones. They create it for the consumers and have to think about what the consumers would like to see and how they would like to use it. Thus, industrial designers are extremely important right now and will continue to be important in the future. But if none of these jobs seem appealing to you and you're determined to become a creative fine artist, then you definitely can't. For example, with a degree in painting, you could have your work displayed in art galleries and museums, sell your paintings to private collectors or companies, or create specific pieces of art for employers. So there are many jobs ranging from book cover illustrators to art therapy to video game graphic design, so it really depends on you and the type of art you prefer, but there are definitely a lot of options out there if you are into art. Wow, that's incredible. And yeah, I I love all of these options that you've given us and like where you can take an art degree and where you can go if you're interested in art. And I think that it's great that you've given us all these opportunities. So like whoever's listening who's interested in art, you can take these opportunities and do so many different things with a degree in art or with an interest in art. Definitely, definitely. I think this really broadens the options for people and I think this was super, super useful. So thank you so much, Katie. And thank you for your insight on art and all the careers that people can really consider now. But it's time to say farewell, sadly. And we offer thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineers. And thank you to our guests and reporters from across the world. And especially thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Amy Gonzalez. 
And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to btsya.org and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be creative, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself